Ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. The renowned journalist Thomas Lipscomb has just completed a new manuscript with Jerome Croth titled The Oswald Letter. And it contains a number of staggering claims based on these federally released documents, as well as fresh accounts from new eyewitnesses who have never before been interviewed. I'm Doug, and joining me again today is Dr. Bill. What's going on, Bill? Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, we no. just um, we're about done. We should have recorded the last hour and a half. We've been yeah. talking, and would have been finished probably. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah, but I'm not sure we were saying anything that was that interesting. <laughs> Nothing anybody wants to know. So, what about yeah. this Kennedy thing? What about this updated? Oh, that, I, you, I, that you dredged up. Why now? Why, why is this not super big news? Oh, this stuff is never big news. And then, <laughs> then of course, YouTube is going to put a uh, banner on on it saying, "Look it up. Look up the Kennedy assassination on." Encyclopedia Britannica, so you can find out the real truth about what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that was you know authored in 1965. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, the windshield. What's interesting about this? I mean, I know you got a lot more details on, it, but what struck me is the windshield. Finally, the windshield eyewitness account that the bull, There was a bullet that came from the front. Yeah, yeah. That that is what caught my attention. So we sh should say this was on. Uh, this was posted on Emerald Robinson's The Right Way on Substack, and it's coming from a guy is writing a book. Uh, Thomas Lipscomb just completed a new manuscript with Jerome Cross titled The Oswald Letter. Do they say what the Oswald Letter is? But it doesn't matter. But the the yeah. So she posted three different things. So one of the most fascinating things was the. Um, history of the windshield of the limousine that Kennedy was riding in on Dallas. Yeah. So. And really, they they removed the windshield. I mean, they get it, they brought it back to the White House into the garage. Well, And then uh, they sent the... Well, the, they... Did it go to, go to the White House first, or did it go? It went. It went to the White House first. Then they sent it to the Ford. They sent the whole vehicle to to Ford somewhere. To, yeah, it's a Ford plant. And then they removed the windshield and put in a new one. And then they ground up the old one. Yeah, but there's a picture in this report of the windshield. Well, there's a there's a couple. Of, there's a windshield that is supposedly from. The limousine in the Smithsonian, and it's Isn't got that a the bullet hole in it. It's got a star crack. It's got a star <laughs> yeah. crack in it. And what they were saying is that's that's the star crack from the magic bullet that had that amazing trajectory that went you know left, yeah. right, up, down, sideways, and and whatever. And they even said that the testing showed that um, there was lead residue on the inside of the window, but this article also shows photographs of the limousine where you can see a definite well, I don't know how you would describe that it's it's 
I don't want to just call it a, a bullet hole, but it looks like a, it's it's not a star crack like they're sh showing in the windshield that's in the National Archives. Well, it, and they show, it's interesting because they have a picture of the limo as right after the shooting and the number, what is it, the frame? They put the frame number in there, uh, frame from the Zeker, whatever well, they have, his name. They have one that looks like it's a, some somebody's, it's not from the the um yeah the video the famous video the whatever this is zuckerberg well there is a bruder it's a bruder it's a bruder but there is one yeah but it's got the number if you look down there's z230 oh yeah that's there's a bruder film they show frame 230 and you can see you can, you can see clearly see a, a frosted area where the bullet hit and in the Zabruder film, which is so horrifying if you look at it, you can actually, it looks like he, uh, Kennedy got hit from the front because stuff comes out behind him. And there were yeah. people that were saying, and then um, his wife actually, uh, when she climbed this back on the deck lid of the limo, uh, there's reports that she was actually scooping up his you know, brain matter into her hands yeah. when she was doing that. Yep. Yep. It's pretty but it, horrifying. But it definitely but, looks like, um, yeah, well, I mean, and they, this, this thing says, so this, none of this was mentioned in the, I guess, in Warren the Warren report. Warren report. It was like a hundred thousand pages of, of stuff. Um, yeah. And they have here two photos, Altgen's photos taken about a second and a half after the first bullet hit President Kennedy. Notice the circle. And you can see a frosting in the um, windshield that is definitely looks like a larger sort of mark than what they're showing with the windshield in the National Archive. Yeah. I mean, so I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's freaky. Yeah, I mean, is. I know it happened 60 years ago, but to think that our government, and we've all surmised as to why this might have happened in, you know, other publications, other, but, uh, you know, understand. it's I, I, our own government taking, taking him out. I mean, we don't know that, but it's all you know, conspiracy. It's all conspiracy points, conspiracy points to that conspiracy theory, yeah. conspiracy theory. It's all a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, I read, if you, I, I mean, this was recommended to me. It was a series of books by James Elrod, Elroy, uh, called The American Tabloid. And it's sort of his take on the Kennedy assassination. It's fiction. But he um, yeah. he does a fictional uh, three-book story of all the people that are, or different people that are involved in it. And it's like CIA and cops and and uh, cubans and and this whole thing and supposedly uh those three books i mean the person that's recommended it supposedly those three books actually give you a reasonable approximation of what happened with kennedy although it's fiction yeah um but this is yeah this is interesting and in this article, it says uh, th about the windshield thing, is that a guy who was at Ford was there. I guess he gave a statement talking about being there with the, with the windshield being removed. And um, 
shredded. I guess they destroyed yeah. it. And then they put they a new it. and then they put a new windshield in the car to go back to the White House. Yes. Yeah. And then uh I guess somebody must have and then it would suggest somebody like hit it with a is hit it with something. But yeah. There were there were other witnesses that weren't weren't interviewed and Oh yeah that didn't go in the Warren report. Yeah, there was um you mean about the windshield. So yeah. there was there was people they saw that. There was a police officer that even or a FBI agent that commented and said, you know, that you know, there was a bullet hole in the windshield. I don't know if he determined whether I mean they figured out because of the debris on the inside of the limo that it had come from the outside in. Well the um what you have, you have a specific pattern because you have a hole in the the outside, and then you have a a crater burst on the inside. Right. When you have a like a bullet go into a window. But it what what do you say? He says the uh, it also positions the the shooter to the right of the underpass and not discussed as the grassy knoll. And if you look at the layout for that for um, Daily Plaza, the uh, I think that's what it's called. In in um, is it Houston or Dallas that he got shot? That Dallas. I Dallas? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, if you yeah, look was... at that, the underpass is a bit is a better location. So it's like not only in historically people are saying, well, you know, it's it's the guy up in the the Patsy. Up in yeah, the, uh, the up, up in the uh, depository, or it's somebody in the grassy knoll. But the uh, the spot under the overpass is a is a better location for a shooter. Uh, yeah. Um, aren't isn't the windshield bulletproof? I mean, no, not in the old, not in these days. I think he had oh, a really? uh, he had a um, he had a. Uh, Plastic cover that could go on the car. I think that was bulletproofish. That could go over the limo, but um, Kennedy didn't want to be enclosed in a plastic bubble while he was driving around. You know, just for the I think the PR aspect of it. Now the president's driving. The president, vice president's driving around in the tank. I actually saw Al yeah. Gore once after he gave a talk in Chicago, and I was standing outside the building where he gave the talk. And the limo comes out, and Al Gore's in the back seat waving, right? And the glass is so thick, it looks like, I mean, it's dark, and it's thick, and you can just, like, it's green, and you can just, like, see this, like, figure in the background, um, you know, dimly lit figure through this dark green thick window waving. It's it's not uh, it's not yeah. a good look. Yeah. But I'm sure he yeah. felt safe. Yeah, well, based on, yeah. based on what happened here, I yeah. think uh, it's prudent to uh, enclose yourself because there's some nuts out there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, who knows what happened with uh, Oswald was. So, Oswald, um, I should say, there was this show that I watched, I can't remember the name of it, a while ago, and there was this guy that was um, working for some sort of federal agency, and... Um, it's like a team was working and some other group had actually, this guy had infiltrated this other group and they were setting this guy up to be like an a, assassin for assassination he didn't do. And so it sort of failed and his, or it was in the progress and they're, they're doing it. And he walks into this room with his, um, his coworkers, the guy that was working under, 
undercover, and they started. They called him Oswald because the, he was oh, obviously yeah. he's obviously this other group was setting him up to be <laughs> to be to be the patsy for the shooting. And so he, it was a great scene. He walks in. He goes, "Hey, Oswald's here," or "How you doing, Oswald?" Oh no, no. Yeah, that was funny, funnier and shit. But um, there's two other articles in this thing that are interesting. Uh, the other one was the last phone call and the things about Oswald being trained as by the CIA, which is pretty obvious that he was. Right. Because in that, of course, our of course our intelligence agencies genius level. Um, train U.S. citizens or whatever military to become defectors to the Soviet Union. And it's like anybody that's gone to the Soviet Union at that time after living in America would be there for like 10 minutes and go, no, I don't think so. I don't want to live here. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, so. The, and the Soviets knew this too because they're like, who wants to... Everybody's trying to get out of the country. Who wants to get yeah. into the country? You got? Are you stupid? And which is basically how I think Oswald was welcomed when he went to uh, Russia. Yeah, and uh, more than likely, when he came back with his wife, his wife was probably tapped to be a um, you know spy for the Russians. Yeah, it's like that show, The Americans. The Americans. That's a good show. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the level, I think that was, that's the level of sophistication that the, um, uh, Soviets would apply to putting spies yeah. in this country. And then our level of sophistication is training some GI to speak Russian and then just having them walk into the embassy like they did with Oswald. Insert him in there. Yeah. And, and it's what's like, this, what's, what's the deal about? He called John Hurt in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina while he was in jail after he was. He didn't get through to John Hurt, but yeah. Hurt was uh, operative. So, so Hurt apparently was a trainer for this camp that was training uh, people to be defectors, spies to Russia. So he was he was a trainer at the camp, and after he had seen the assassination, he tried he called and left a message for Oswald to call him, and then the. Uh, um, they had to, I guess, go through the charade of ha having the call made. So there was like a uh, operator in the because in the old day, in the old days, in the '60s, um, an office building or a facility, you would have an operator, and the operator worked a switchboard, and calls were placed. They would use like wires, um, yep. and plugs and switches, and and it was all manually done. So they had, uh, he had scheduled to place a call to this guy at a certain time. So Oswald was at a phone and the operator puts the call through and would put the, and would call the number. And when the number was answered, they would plug in and throw the switch and put the, put the um, call through to Oswald. Well, what happened is that these two guys came in who were obviously, you know, law enforcement and had apparently instructed the working operator to not um, allow the call to go through. She she just said the call had went through and held the switch in like the off position and then told Oswald that there was no answer. Even though this guy, Thomas Lipscomb, not Thomas Lipscomb, who was the guy that... John uh, Hurt. Hurt had said, um, call me at this a certain time or something. I don't know if he gave a time for him to call. 
So she said no answer. And then the other operator that was part of the shift change actually documented this event. Um, and apparently, yeah, she has a, um, a collect call, long distance message, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald has the, the phone number, Raleigh, North Carolina, called John Hurt. Uh, I guess Oswald was calling him collect. Yeah. And um, they didn't allow the, the number to go through. And John Hurt was uh, John David Hurt. It's never been mentioned in connection with the assassination in the 10,000 volume uh, Warren Commission report. But he was involved in um, training, training spooks, and our highly advanced and sophisticated uh, defection program instigated by the United States government to infiltrate Russia, spies into Russia. Yeah, um, it's like trying to, it's like <clears throat> trying to infiltrate China at this point. Um, actually, under uh, our not our last president, but the president before that. Um, there was a network in China. We had an active um, network of, I guess, informants or spies in Chinese in China that were Chinese citizens. And then a uh, the new president came in. This is not the past president, but the president before that. And the new president came in. And shortly after the new president came in, all these agents and there was up to a hundred or more uh, just disappeared. They were just gone. Interesting. Yeah, that was under Obama. Yeah, they were just gone. They just they just vaporized, and it's like since it's China, you don't know what happened to them. They're just gone. They just they just disappeared. Just just gone. Just gone. Happens. Just gone. Um. So yeah. So there was. Uh, so this book, this new book that will come out at some point, details the windshield with. Decent documentation that there was a bullet hole in the windshield coming from the front and that the windshield was removed, ground up, and replaced with a different windshield. Uh, a uh, operative called Oswald to try talk to him about something, and um, the call was never allowed to go through. John David Hurt experienced former special agents of U.S. Army counterintelligence. One of the things they mention is that Oswald was fluent to the point uh, where people thought he was a native speaker of Russian. And it's people have had a hard time trying to pin down exactly when he had learned this, but it looks like he went through a very extensive um, training at some point. But it's hard to to pin it down. Apparently, he picked it up, picked up the language quickly. Uh, this was uh, new evidence. Lee Harvey Oswald was trained by the CIA. There's the windshield. What was the third thing? The third thing was his last phone call. So it's three different, three different things. And the phone call and the uh, training by the CIA tie in together. Hey, nice, nice marine uniform. I used to have a uniform like that. Did you still have it? Uh, some of it. I uh, I cleaned out a bunch of stuff a little while ago. I kept some of the stuff because my kid said he wanted me to hang on to it. 
otherwise I was just going to get rid of it all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all right. I, yeah, yeah. You know, Let us move on. You have several topics move, for move us. Move on. <laughs> Did you say move on? First of all, let's talk about MUFON, aren't no, we? Move on. We, we, um, we uh, checked in with our local uh, MUFON chapter. They did a... Uh, your your local. Uh, my local chapter in good old Rockland, California. But we had a... T- um, wasn't Teams. I don't know. Zoom. Had a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And then um, there was a an author that had talked for uh, a couple of hours who's, you know, very knowledgeable. It was kind of cool. Um, well, he talked so about... we checked in with that. He was talking about... Uh, he's written a book, which we don't know. A couple books. He's written about a couple books. We haven't well, read any of the, his books. Yeah, he just wrote one, and it was on <laughs> um, law enforcement's seeing UFOs. Right. He's, he's documenting different cases and writing up writing about different cases where law enforcement interacted with ufos i actually have a um in the report on the ufo wave in 1947 there's a nice report in there with a couple coppers chasing ufos yeah it's uh it's definitely interesting i don't as we move through i mean i've locally and then since we're talking about local stuff did you get the the rancho cordova ufos sighting yeah i, I looked at that i actually had to, it, i had to sign up to that web page so i could oh, see yeah. it oh uh, yeah yeah sorry i, yeah. I, I should thank you mike um but i knew you'd figure it out but i can't see did i'm trying to get the actual recording from the guy because i can't it just looks like a some it looks like some foil just blowing around well, it it might be it it's might just weird. be a mylar balloon. Yeah, and that, um, that's what a lot of other people comment. There's a lot of comments on it. I didn't see. I didn't look at the comments, but it's uh, yeah, it might be a mylar balloon. And it shows you that's a that's a good video because it shows you the difficulty of photographing something with a, a pocket yeah. phone. I was yeah, at, that's kind of where, where I was going with that when I sent it to you. I go, yeah, this is another instance of, but it wouldn't have been bad if it had really been something, and you know. I mean, it can be done, but it's just, it's right on the edge of being able to discern what it, the hell. The, the cell phones are, aren't great cameras. They're good for close, close up. Yeah. But he even used Zoom, and, it, and the cell phones have a pretty good Zoom on it. I was at the airport one evening trying to, waiting to pick up somebody, and there was a helicopter flying around. And I was just trying to take pictures of the light with the helicopter. And uh, it's hard, and you can see it with this guy's video. It's hard to to focus in that that um, yeah that that camera and get get decent shots. Um, we think that I mean that's one of the criticisms like people have is like there's so many cell phones and all this other stuff, but these phones, the quality picture's good if you're up close, but um, they're not they're not great cameras which is why you know you have these programs where people are trying to bring build these big telescopes to uh photograph space alien spaceships yeah yep so you know i thought it interesting there's a lot of comments i commented on it you know i put out our put out the podcast and said and my email on the alien probe podcast at gmail.com oh yeah to anybody because it's in my area i said and another another gentleman suggested mufon and they did report the incident to mufon so they could 
an investigator can go down and talk to the guy and get his video on it and do a report. I think they're going to find that it's, a, to, like you said, mylar balloon or something. I didn't. He said where it shot off really fast, and I didn't. I didn't get. Yeah, that I, I I couldn't see that. It's it's uh yeah the the we'll see. I mean, I I spent some time looking at the video, but it's hard it's hard to see what's going on. And it's yeah. Yeah. so I and mean your, it was marginal. Yeah, and your eye is a lot better than the camera when you're seeing something like that. So, but yeah, it's cool, interesting. Um, so then, uh, so then I got I was selling, and I sent you the story of I was selling something. Yeah, and you know we were chatting in the garage, and we had that picture that allegedly came out of Kelly Johnson's office down at Palmdale, the Skunk Works, and I was showing him that, and he was actually with the with the Air Force in Palmdale. So what and was they this? had done some things. What was this? What was this picture? It's a. Um, I've sent it to you before. It's yeah. the. Uh, I don't know what the designation. It's uh, an experimental transport for um, troops and supplies, and it looks like a little shuttle. It looks like a space shuttle. It's an artist depiction. It's okay. not an actual picture. Okay. Of it, and it. It. I researched it, and it actually existed and it had but they they were having a lot of problems with the fuel tanks they couldn't get them to work without floating i think probably. blowing up and, and then uh who's they, there's a new one so whose office was this so in? i talked to this was in kelly kelly johnson and kelly who was johnson's office who was that he's the he was the director of the skunk works okay down in palmdale Okay. And uh, you know they did develop the SR seventy one and you know, the U uh, two and that kind of thing. The hey, super uh, secret aircraft. Send me another photo of. Send me another picture of that. I'll insert it into the. I will. Uh, I'll insert it into the uh, um, YouTube thing at this point, so people can see. Awesome. It. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. I'll see how. I'll so, see how that works. Yeah. So, so they that would be cool. Yeah. So um, this wasn't the thing that was in there though. He says that wasn't that. He said it was. Um, they they had the F F one seventeen. It was one in this shop that they would. They went through this walkway. He he had top secret clearance, but he says I didn't have top secret enough clearance to work on this thing. He goes, I get there's you know there's secret and then there's levels above secret. You know, yeah, it's just yep. a generic kind of term. Yep. He had access to a lot of things, but not the F-117. But he saw it. He goes, yeah, it wasn't really a secret at that point, much of a secret. It was out by that time, and they were working on it. And then they pushed it out. They didn't. He said pushed it out, meaning it, one day it was there, and the next day this triangular thing was sitting there. And he goes, it was the – and I said, yeah, it's the um, – what is it, the TR-3? I think it's the TR-3B. Yeah, you and sent me that article on you, it. And if you read about that's phenomenal about its, um, you know the magnetic. It's amazing. Yeah, magnetic field I mean, disruptor plane. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's um, it'd be phenomenal if that. I mean, the ast they call it the Astra. It's a magnetic field disrupt, like you said. And um, is this is this the thing that was like seen over the Phoenix area? Is this the Phoenix light? Well, they don't. They don't really know the Phoenix Light. It, it, I don't know. Um, if you look at the pictures, it's got pictures of the thing. If you open the article up, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right and now. And there's like a couple. Of, it's got three different. It looks like three of them, but it's just the same thing uh, photographed in different angles. But it, 
Um, it, they've seen it over. But anyway, this guy I talked to said, yeah, they pushed it out. He says he had an opportunity. Um, saw the TR3. You know, anyway, so we'll just, well, I mean, that's not, it was kind of just interesting because he, that's, I always had to, I didn't have my shirt, I didn't have my UFO shirt, so I had to, he's an engineer for, uh, electrical engineer for SMUD, our, our electrical company. So he's, uh, he's never seen, he says, now I've never seen a UFO, but I had, did see something weird down in Palmdale. I go, holy shit, you're at the Skunk Works. And um, again, I'll send you that pick. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll insert it in. And um, and uh, it's it's a really cool picture. I've never seen another one like it. If you ever run across one, let me know. But it's I've, I thought it was I bought it from a guy. I was buy you know I was buying those military aircraft picks at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was surprised that nobody picked it up but i guess it's one of those things where it's a specialty item i mean it's not it's cool but it's not it's not fighter jet cool you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it's yeah it's 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 cool in the sense that it's something from the skunk works and allegedly kelly johnson's office who is you know the director of um you know the skunk works down there um so yeah so that's that so um aliens Aliens. Talk about some alien abductions, different types, different types of alien abductions. Well, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but I just read that book about uh, John Mack, who was uh, interviewing people and trying to help people, I think, s s um, psych psychiatrically that were, um, you know, having these experiences. And I, one of the things, I, I don't know anything about this, and I don't want to pretend I know anything out of, you know, about it at any level. But my impression is, is, is there's a, I think you can break down the alien abduction things into two different categories. One is like the people that are driving along or out somewhere, and they have an abduction experience. Like the guy in, um, was it Arizona? That... Um, you talked you we you've talked about him. I actually got his book, which I haven't read. It wasn't Walton, right? Walton it was. It was Travis, Travis Walton. Walton. Travis Walton, which is a case where people are out in a rural location, yeah. and there's people like the uh, Benny and Barney Hill, which are driving in a you know isolated area, and there's an abduction scenario going on with that. And then you have people that I would call more of like a metaphysical type abduction where they're at home in bed asleep and they have the thing where they're, they feel like they're being lifted through the roof of the house or, you know, aliens come into the bedroom and, 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 uh, take them away. So I don't know. And I have that article by, from the New York times from 1994 that I was reading to you, which I, I don't know, I don't know if you want, We'll talk about this next time. I'm eating. Sorry. <laughs> Got hungry. We took so long, everybody started getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, no, we were just um, having technical difficulties and all this other stuff. But yeah, so I, roughly, I would break down the, at this point, I'd break down the um, alien abduction thing down into two categories. One is a metaphysical type abduction and the other one is actually a remote physical abduction although the other ones people uh, report a, it as a physical abduction 
phenomenon, but those ones involve quite often the ones where people are abducted from their bedrooms. Those seems to um, involve uh, alien sex and hybrid type things. So I'm not sure how to categorize these, but I have a feeling that um, in my um, limited capacity of knowledge, I would say one is um, has the potential to be, I don't know, something. And the other one, I think, might be a psychiatric condition. So yeah. a psychiatric event. So, and I, I don't think it's too far to, you know, say that one is, you have these different categories. So I don't know what's going on with the um, metaphysical type abduction. They are more of a, um, I would say, almost a religious type experience that people are having versus um, like Betty and Barney Hill, which, or um, Travis Walton experience as reported by them, which is something more like a kidnapping, a physical kidnapping. Anyway, my two cents on that. Yeah, I mean, it's the Betty and Barney Hill thing. I'll just throw this in there. I think it's the most believable of all of them that I've run across. I'm not even sold on Travis Walton. Yeah, really. he's, um, I mean, there's, that's something that we need to get into at some point. I want to read his book. The whole yeah. scenario is interesting. I did run across something on the internet about them. The National Enquirer had a um, cash reward for UFO stories at one point. And apparently they had, um, they all got checks, all his friends and stuff, because there's a picture of them all holding checks up that they got from the National Enquirer. And the problem with that, I don't think there's anything wrong with rewarding people like that. I'm still eating. But the problem is, is that immediately when you see something like that, everybody goes, oh, they did it to, they did it to get the money. Yeah. Yeah. Well... It's human, human nature. If somebody's going to, I mean, I'm not saying they did it for the money, but if something like that happens, of course, and you have an opportunity to profit from it, you should. And like I've talked before about uh, people that might have alien artifacts. When you go to like the guy at Stanford, if you're going to a multimillionaire uh, and the multimillionaire says, why don't you just give it to me? It's like, no. <laughs> I don't think so. We need to figure out some more uh, amiable. Since you're since you're really into patents and making money and all this other stuff, um, we need to figure out some sort of an amiable deal. If I'm going to provide you with this stuff for analysis, where I I share yeah. in the rewards. Uh, he, I, I yeah. think I think the Harvard people are the same thing. So, so anything else? Production um, wise, well, no. That's just an observation I've made. I don't know anything about it. I just read one book yeah. and just an observation. The uh, I did the uh, alien probe snippet where I talked about the differences in in technology and limited technology in some of these sightings, which I thought was was interesting. Because it's like if you're, um, yeah, it's like that that uh, ship that landed and a bunch of little guys jump off it and dug soil samples in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's just. I mean, it's a, it's a primitive sort of sort of uh, way to go about it, and, and with high tech and and no tech. Um, yeah. So then I was speculating that if there is advanced 
you know, spacecraft coming with little guys running around our planet, they might not be as advanced as um, we think they are. And then that tied in with the Appendix D, which we're not going to talk about because I haven't read it yet, even though I gave it. You've read it. This is. Um, I only did my homework, and now I don't get any credit. I yeah, know. and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to it because then I was jumping back into the. Um, well, uh, let's let's chat a little bit about the aliens. Okay, so uh -huh. they. I agree with you. That's a very primitive soil gathering mechanism, but could you know like some of the other books I've read and articles? I mean, they're not. It's there. There's been speculation that they're not. You know, they're not individual entities. They're a hive. They're like a hive, and they're they can remanufacture themselves, like you said, like with a. 3D copier, but only they're making themselves. And, you know, they're not actually, um, you know, be, I don't want to say not beings, but they're, you know, they build them and whatever. I don't know if they're, uh, I don't think they're electron. I don't know. I mean, whatever they are, this, some I mean, clones. people, yeah, clones or yeah. they're just not. I mean, one of that other, that other book series I'm reading. Um, it they state that you know they they did this is the one where they dug up in the hills up in the up in uh, Utah and they were digging uh, underground bases and they ran into a, a hive the, the hive also had were underground these things are underground that's why we can't see I mean that's the point mm -hmm. they're they're from here they've been from here they aren't just arriving today they've they've been around they're underground they're undersea. Well, that They're, ties that, you know. that ties in with um, the Lemuria stuff by um, what's his name? Yeah, I remember. I don't remember anything here. It ties in with the um, Ray Palmer and the Shaver mysteries. That guy was talking about underground things and things like that. Yeah, the book I'm reading is. Um you know that that's one of those things where they dug into it i mean it was, it was an actual story and then they made a fictional um mm. book series out of it yeah i remember that I you remember know that um so i don't know it's are they real are they you know what i mean we're we think they're coming to get us well, I mean, the, you know, I mean, the because of the limitations with traveling between stars, it's more likely that you would have a small, you could send a, a small probe that has AI, advanced AI on it, AI in it, right, and some capacity for self-replication or replicating small materials, and then because you don't have to build, you don't have to start out if you have a machine that can replicate. And it's intelligent. It can. It's like the nano machine thinks it can start with small machines, and the small machines, you know, can build bigger machines, and then you sort of escalate from that. So that. Well, the yeah. the appendix D. I mean, I'll touch on it. Yeah. The one of the things in that was that these ships aren't the observation that you know the author was making is that these models of spacecraft aren't interstellar. You know that they they had to have come from maybe I don't know if he mentioned mothership. I thought of that. I go, oh, that's probably mothership that holds these things. It could be anywhere. We wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
they're you know bringing these things and then they're whatever they're doing here <laughs> which we can't figure out they're just checking us out are they concerned and that's the other thing are they concerned about this whole thing started with our nuclear testing i mean these these things it's like we it's like we shook a hornet's nest of ufos out as soon as we started testing nuclear well, uh, the the yeah the the science fiction speculation which is pretty cool is that the um nuclear explosions maybe there was like it's like the um monolith on the moon for 2001 the monolith right. on the moon didn't send the signal to jupiter until it was uncovered once they uh, yeah. they dug it out then it was like activated and send a signal you could say maybe the um nuclear um nuclear explosions and the radiation increase activated some sort of probe to to start doing things and to investigate as it was interesting yeah, it was interesting also in appendix d they talked about the fact that mars you know different mars and venus they talked about they've discounted every other planet mm -hmm. of having life which i don't know well some of them um, but yeah. yeah yeah it's mars they said at the time that the nuclear explosion went off in 47 the test and our hiroshima actually they mentioned hiroshima specifically that that part of the earth was pointed towards mars when the explosion went off and, and the then they flash, could they could possibly have seen, seen it the, seen the flash through a telescope yeah through a telescope yeah. advanced telescope from mars and oh, oh shit yeah these guys are getting real yeah Send the ships, yeah. Send the ships, and then in '47, all of a sudden these ships showed up. So, are they on Mars? Did they come from Mars? Which I mean, they're inner, they're fast. So we know they probably could make Earth pretty quick. You know, yeah. Relative to what our technology can do. Yeah, I don't know at this point. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea what's going on at this point. I'm just um, digging into the uh, historical information and trying yeah. to build a uh, you know an idea i was going back to the um which we've been we were talking about the report on the ufo wave of 1947 and i was going through a bunch of the sightings and um to me it looks like some of the sightings you could say were a balloon and people were weren't necessarily that familiar with these high altitude balloons that people were using and I was looking at that and going, well, if somebody sees something at high altitude that looks like a, a sphere, a shiny sphere, I would say that they were probably seeing a, a weather balloon. Yeah. But there are other reports, some really good ones, of um, people seeing multiple objects. And one of them was, you're talking about motherships, one of them was like a larger saucer with a bunch of little ones flying around it. And yeah. at one point, there was like, it, it looks like you were talking about trying to plot out these different sightings to see if there was any pattern to it. And I, I know people have talked about doing that with this stuff since the 60s. I think Hynek was talking about that. And some guy was developing a uh, database here in Florida. And I don't know anything that's happened with that. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with that or if anything useful came out of that. But one of these reports was showing uh, 
suggesting that these mothership with these smaller ships flying around it made like a big circuit of the United States because they had uh, a whole series of places where you could see where it showed up here and then it showed up here and it showed up here and it has a really good report with a couple of coppers up in uh, Tacoma, Washington that saw it and chased it with their, their cop car. It's good witness reports and stuff. This is in the report, the UFO wave of 1947. And, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's something I think happened in 1947 after the atomic bomb went off. There was an, an, an escalation of events in this phenomenon, but also if you go back in time, people have seen phenomena. And one of them I mentioned was the, um, thing that came out of the water in Nova Scotia, the flying saucer that came out of the water. Yeah. And then the under the, the fact that these things and then the um TikTok. TikTok was above the TikTok. water. And it suggests and the it, the implication is, I don't know either it was the implication is it may have come out of the water at that point. Or whatever it was doing. Um so the, the possibility, so you're talking about po past possibilities. I think that it's more likely for there to be um, underwater alien bases or whatever than underground. Yeah. Because it's easy. Because well, they're, yeah. they're less accessible to us. Yeah. We don't seem to be. Yeah. You know, easier to hide, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's... Um, who knows what we really know about them? Because we got all these boomer submarines down there. You'd think they build a, you know, hear something. Or, I don't know. You know. I don't know. The uh, the U.S. just sent a a tax sub into uh, Russian territory last week. Oh, and it got How'd that work out. Uh, they got detected in about two seconds and pinged, <laughs> and then they sent ships, I guess destroyers or whatever, after it and pinged it until it left the area. <laughs> so, so are we going to go to war? Let, let's do our military corner are we going to war oh, well not us well yeah maybe I, I hope so i really i'm i'm tired I, of waiting i want yeah. i want complete complete nuclear war with russia i think it okay should, let, me, let me i'm going to throw this out so that everybody can pack i'm um anticipating i'm foreseeing that war will break out monday monday at, do you have a yeah. specific time they just, I don't they, have a time. I, I don't have a time. Well, but either Monday or Sunday at the Olympic closing ceremonies. Oh, president. Oh, after. Oh, no. It, it has to happen after the Olympics. Yeah, it has yeah. to happen after the Olympics yeah. are done. So after, I think after. I think Monday. I think they've already got it penciled out. Okay, or or right the minute the closing ceremonies are done, they're lobbing the first, and they're already shooting. Did you see? They shot a kindergarten. Somebody yeah, that's that's uh, that's. Or is that or that's not? Yeah, it's not a. That's it was a kindergarten, and then also a uh, middle school. It's like okay, no, that's that's just that's that's a propaganda piece. Yeah, they just shot it. It was probably abandoned already. They didn't mention yeah. anything about anybody being hurt. Yeah, no, oh, that's proper. So I just thought it shot a school. It's, it's they always <laughs> do that. They go, well, they just killed a bunch of children. I mean, the U.S. never does that. We never kill children. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What day of the week yeah. is it? Is it? <laughs> well, um, not purposely, but it happens. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, we not seem something to, seem we're to proud do it, of. Seem to do it a lot. 
I mean, not it's yeah. not like every time our, our troops go out into the field, they seem to be doing something uh, egregious with children. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the American way now. The uh, They changed the Superman's motto, truth, justice, and the American way. Uh-oh, what did they change it to? Oh, I, I haven't know. heard it. <laughs> Oh my God! What did they change it to? I'll write it down. I'm not even going to throw anything out there because it's going to be trouble. <laughs> I don't even know what they ch they changed it to. I I don't know. I didn't. I thought I made a note. What is is Superman still a man or have we? What is he? Uh, he's uh he's a he's still a man, but his son is by or something. You're kidding. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, it's real. They're doing such a crazy. Well, they job. had on the Olympic. I was we watch the Olympics every night because you know we're Americans. I don't. And you. Um, did yeah, we win any medals? It's okay. <laughs> not as many as everybody else. We're not very good at a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> I saw a guy doing this. They ski in this half pipe with skis. Not I usually see it at the snowboards. Oh yeah. So this yeah. guy's skiing, yeah, and I, I like, go, holy I like shit. I like the snowboard They go up stuff. the side. Yeah. yeah, they go up the side and they flip around. Well, these guys are on skis doing the same thing the snowboarders are doing. I go, man, that looks complicated. Next thing you know, guy goes up the side and then they flip and land on their skis. Well, he, did, he didn't land on his skis, he landed on his head. Oh. And I said, I looked at Debbie and I just said, oh, God. And she goes, yep, it's American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I go, oh, oh, man. God. I go, it's not something I could ever do. I think it's amazing. I think they're superhuman to even be oh, able yeah. to do it. All yeah. the, all those guys, and uh, I just I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, well, it's one of our guys, so you know we're not really doing all that well. Yeah, I can't remember, I but um, we're not the worst, but we're definitely not the best. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, they got so, they got the one man Bob bobsled now, Unibob or something. I don't know what they call Unibobber. it. Unibobber? Did man. they? They are That's it. The Unibobber. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, that I think uh, think that's what well, that was a shining light in our Olympic oh. event this year. Oh, the um, it's it's uh, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. That works too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I like the I like the American way thing because it's like you know you don't you, you don't kill children is not the american way now i mean yeah. superman can kill kids and it's just i'm doing it for a better tomorrow team as america as... so well you know you saw marvel when civil wars when you know we got in trouble cuz as we were trying to defeat evil we were just killing and destroying a bunch of stuff oh yeah. yeah yeah and so it divided the team you know cuz it's yeah. like now we're in trouble by the government and we're not allowed to do anything cuz we just keep Having, you know, random, it's wiping out entire know. cities. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, we do a good job. We do a good job of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm tired of the, uh, the, the nonsense. And I think that total thermonuclear war is the only option at this point. Just get it over. Monday. With. Yeah. Monday, the twenty first. Just, just get it over. You with. heard it here first. I'm tired of waiting for. They've been telling us that the apocalypse is coming our entire lives. I said, just do it. I mean, I'm at reached the point where it's like, just do it, do it. Quit, I'm so tired of worried about it. Quit screwing around. Do it. So it's like all these people, these the billionaires with their their secret bunkers. They're going to go to their secret bunkers. In six months, they're going to be eating their children. Yeah. 
and their or yep. the, or their security team is just going to say, "Give me the give me the computer codes." And now, well, and then know, they're going to go you know, get out, and then the security team's going to go, "Okay, you guys can leave now." Yeah. So yeah. So we're uh, just going to be dust, huh? It's just everybody's uh, just going to. No, I think we'll be fine. Mutually, you think we'll be okay I'll in the good old I don't care. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, you know, I'm sure I can eat my neighbors and things like that. So. <laughs> I don't want to be accountable. Hey, that's the uh, that's the uh, that's what they've been telling us is going to happen. I'm ready. I just want it to happen. Just do I mean, it. Do it. I don't even, you know, I even have a problem with you know baloney sometimes. So I don't know <laughs> if I could. I really don't know if I could like just kill somebody and just start eating it. No, you don't have eat. to. You don't have to do that. You just gotta, you know, wait for someone else to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just do it. Just bring it. Bring it on. Start it. They keep. They keep. They seem like they want to have it. So just do it. Quit screwing around. You could probably. Just, you know, you could probably just eat yourself, Bill. You just cut off a piece of skin. Yeah, yeah that works. And eat it, and then make it'll heal, and then at another time you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just yeah, all over that your works. body. That works. That works. You that's, know, that's, and then that that's, way you're not dead, but you're that's scarred been, up. But who cares? That's been known to work to keep people alive. <laughs> that's that's the solution. Uh, no, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of animals and there's plenty of greenery where I'm at. So uh, the food. Well, what do you think's gonna? Well, you know, you you've been following the. <laughs> the I, now you knew the latest. Now we're gonna do the war corner. War here. corner. The war. <laughs> gonna do the cannibalism said, corner. Uh, last, not the last I heard, but the second to the last I heard is that they were leaving. They had 105,000 troops or whatever. And I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Whatever the amount really was, and they said it was just a training exercise. They training exercise. Then yesterday or the day before, our ambassador got a um, a notice of some kind, which I don't know if we've ever heard yet what it was from the Kremlin to oh, yeah. uh, about what's going on. And then I heard nothing. It's like, are they not? Are we? You got to clue us in. I like, you tell. I like, you guys are on TV with the news telling about every single step we do, but I, you can't tell us what their intention is. Well, our, our reporters are, we don't send reporters anywhere anymore, anywhere no. anymore. I mean, they just like, they'll, they report, they'll, you'll have a reporter be talking about the Ukraine and they're in London. Yeah. So they, well, they, they never, so the latest thing that I heard is that there was like city was evacuated in the uh, Donbass region or whatever it is. And, um, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, it's if the the the. Yeah, I'm just tired. Just get it. Just you're, get it over with. I'm tired. Bill, your your lack of concern. I don't is... care. I'm tired. And just like they keep, you know, the powers that be, they keep screwing around and they keep. Well, predicting now the stock the, market's all fucked up. They keep it. predicting the apocalypse. <laughs> just launch the nukes, man. Just get it over with. Stop pricing around. Gas is going up. Yeah. The stock market's going down. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just, you know, you they want a war. Just go to war. I mean, it's like they they mm -hmm. want to make a lot of money, and this is how, the only way they can figure out how to do it. Just do it. So I I just don't understand. I don't understand why the Russians feel the need to even do this. I don't know what's I have. I don't like you said they have their own port. Somebody else told me it was a warm water port. Yeah, you said, the, the no, Crimea, they have their they, own they ports. Have, they have the Crimea. That's the that's why they took the Crimea back. They gave it to they gave it to the Ukraine. They took it back. Because Ukraine was getting weird, and uh, they have a northern port, but they're still, and then they have their eastern ports. Do you know most of the population of Russia lives um, 
west of the Urals. So most of them are right, right there, um, just east of uh, Ukraine and stuff. So most of the population yeah. of Russia is right there. So the, Russia is huge. So it's like 90% of the population lives east of the Urals. And then they have this continent spanning huge yeah. plot of land that has like 10 million people in it. And it's like the size of the United States, like twice the size of the United States or something. It's yeah. got like 10 million people in it. So they, um, I don't know. I, it's, it, I'm just tired. I think, uh, I think it's all, all, it's all has to do with people trying to make money and they don't have the imagination to do it any other way than to like blow crap up. So, um, either way we lose. I mean, that's the way it's been going on for, for decades now. It's like, we lose this citizens lose, we lose. So, you know, I, we spend a billion, a trillion dollars a year on our military and I'm not even sure what they do. So, Okay, well, that ends our war corner yes. segment. Keeping we can us move safe. on to UFOs. Keeping <laughs> us safe. Keeping us safe. What's what's Captain America's new saying? And a better tomorrow. And a better tomorrow. <laughs> Truth, justice, okay. and a better tomorrow. It, not the American way, because we don't want that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh. So, um, this has been a rough show. <laughs> we've had we've had failure. We've had f- after failure, failure. Wi-Fi um, failure. We're this will teach us to not do this in separate states. Yeah, and we're <laughs> no, we shouldn't be having this problem. Been complaining about yeah. uh, the lack of nuclear war. Oh, that's one of the yeah. things that these abductees, um, especially in the fifties. I'm reading a book. Watch the skies. Watch the skies by. Um, I'm too busy looking at my phone. I can't. <laughs> Curtis. Yeah. Curtis Peebles. <laughs> and, oh, the Watch the Skies is, uh, it's from the movie, The Thing from Outer Space, the first Thing movie. Oh, really? Yeah. At the, That's the title of this book. It's a debunking UFO book. But at the end of that movie, the scientist goes, watch the skies, watch the skies. Yeah. yeah um, I remember that. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a good it's movie. one of my favorites. The uh, blood-sucking plant. Alien. It was a, well. It was a yeah. It was a plant. It was like a giant carrot or something. Yeah, that eats weird. blood, needs blood. <laughs> it has these little, and then in its palms, it has the seeds. <laughs> and yeah. there are its children, and then it has to go <laughs> blood IVs to feed these seeds. Oh. Sorry if I have ruined the You're movie. Ruined. Anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> you ruined a sixty-year-old movie for people. Um, it, it wasn't as good as the new one with. Uh, Kurt Russell. Isn't there one after that too? There I think is. There's another it's, thing. It's not bad. They um Is it come after? Yeah, it is, is it's it before. Just... It's before the it's it's like a prequel to the Kurt Russell one. Is this the one where they do a lot better job showing the ship and being in the ship under the ice? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. That was so um, disappointing to me. That was the only disappointing thing about the Kurt Russell version. Is oh, that so they, did, they just blew up the spaceship and they kind of well, they didn't blow the thermite, and it yeah. exploded it somehow because it was made and of it, magnesium or something, or yeah, and it, it, it triggered, so, triggered the uh, triggered it. So, you know, I thought, oh, well, they'll go in the ship and look around and shit. And I guess their thing was it was completely destroyed. There's nothing to look at, but it would have been cooler if they could just walked around. It was like Alien when you saw the first Alien where they found the ship with the oh, giant, yeah. that giant. <laughs> 
thing looking through that telescope looking thing. What do they how come, thought, they, you know, how come they don't make movies like that now? I don't know what they they're doing. Suck. I'm trying to find a good science fiction movie. I mean, it's I'm impossible. dying to find a good science fiction movie. I don't know what they're doing. Um trying to think oh. if I've seen anything decent lately. Oh, I've, I'm most of the way through the new Blade Runner 2049 oh. or whatever it is. Yeah. It's not too not too bad. Uh, but I can't think of anything. Want breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want breakfast? Yeah, I think where are we at? Uh we're probably can wrap it up pretty soon. This has been okay. a miserable show. I, I will edit some of this you're stuff getting, out. You're gonna have a fun time editing this oh, garbage. God. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in. <laughs> at this point oh okay well so, yeah. yeah let's wrap it up uh, next time okay. we'll talk about um i want to finish talking about the report on the ufo wave which we haven't we should wrap that up there's a couple points in there they're talking about um empirical evidence and something else empirical evidence and oh, what the hell is it this is great uh, photos, photographs from 1947, and I think we can we can probably wrap up the report in the UFO wave of 1947 next week. Sounds good. But and uh, we should emphasize that the report in 1947 is interesting because it uh, is before people really knew what UFOs were. So yeah. the the reports and the witness reports are, I would say, are pristine reports before they've been sort of people have been. Um, I don't know, indoctrinated by or influenced by the media. So, yeah, let's Very wrap cool. it up. Let's wrap this disaster up. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter at alienprobepod, along with Instagram at alienprobepod. YouTube at Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks again for joining me there, uh, Dr. Bill, and thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. You forgot to do See an you ad. Next time. Ah, well, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Let's not try to do anything new. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. S See you next week. All right. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.